Breath Hub. Take a deep breath. Deep conversations are starting. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Deep Conversations by Breath Hub. In our next episode, I have a lovely, handsome guy over here. <laughs> <laughs> And as we always do, I'll let him introduce her, himself first. So tell us about yourself, your whole life story. And you have three minutes. Go. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm uh, Stephen Evers. I'm a uh, breathwork facilitator. I'm a coach and I'm an experienced designer. And I've got a background in psychology and I used to be a professional athlete as well. So I used to play hockey at a quite a high level uh, before I became a breathwork facilitator. And um, I'm originally from Amsterdam. I've been living in busy London for the last seven years. And uh, As if Amsterdam isn't busy enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's busy, but it's small. There's less opportunities yeah, 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 there. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. like London is the place where it's, uh, where it's happening. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, that's me. Yeah, nice. And uh, I would also like to hear your story about breath work because I know you have some amazing stories, especially around the connection. You know, I think connection is a big word for you because you are, uh, I think, very aware of the magic of connection. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and I think connection has always been um, a big part of my life, or at least the last eight years. I think when the place where I'm from, Amsterdam, specifically Amstelveen, which is actually right underneath it. It's one of those places that is incredibly taken care of. Like everything is taken care of. It's 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 perfect. And I had a good upbringing and I was living in this world that was taken care of. Like I was playing hockey and that went well, school went well, everything went well. But there's something about growing up in a place that's so good and actually very privileged. Taken care of, <laughs> taken care of. Yeah, yeah, taken care of. That you're That you're never actually challenged. So when were the moments where I had to develop a version of myself or when I had to develop a personality? I never had to because everything was taken care of. And I think when you go through a life like that, or at least what I did, I noticed that nothing was really getting to me. The positives weren't very high because what did I really do? And the negatives weren't really there. So there wasn't a lot to actually go through. And I think um, I basically developed an identity around me as a hockey player. But I never picked to play hockey. Right? I was just a kid who liked to run after a ball and my I happened to be okay at it. And I just went through uh, through the whole process of becoming a professional hockey player. And there was this one moment I was standing on the pitch. I was 24 back then. And like this is a stadium, right, full of people, 3,000 or whatever, um, or maybe a bit less, actually. And And I remember that moment where I felt so incredibly disconnected from myself, even though I was technically at the height of who I was there on that pitch with that ball. And it was that moment that I actually felt completely disconnected from myself. It was almost like an out-of-body experience, like I was looking at myself. Mm. And I really realized I am so not me right now, even though the entire world thinks I am. Oh, wow, I feel so connected with that story. I had right? the exact thing in a different story yeah. uh, one day I woke up I was in my 20s and I was married and I had my first child and I had the dream life yeah. where you know I married with this very popular handsome rich guy and I was well educated and I was I think I was living actually the dream story of my parents which I was conditioned to 
I woke up and I call it, I tell the story to my students as I woke up one morning and I woke up because it was literally like that. I woke up and my life was kind of like a very, very beautiful picture of me inside, but that wasn't the real me. It was kind of like I could literally, I was kind of like out of my life, just like a out of it. And it was a very nice picture of a of an artist, yeah. you know, of a popular artist, yeah. which you might call the conditioning mind. Yeah. And I could see Nevsha, but it wasn't me. And I was like, you know? Yeah, very disconnected. And then yeah. everything starts from there. <laughs> What yeah, happened yeah, yeah. next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? So there's this quote. I really like it. And I've been using it a lot. Um, I think it was Confucius or someone uh, who said, everyone has two lives and your second life begins the moment you realize you have only one. And and it's a bit like that, right? Because I froze on that pitch and I was like out of body. And it was really after that, that I realized like I'm I'm so not in the right place. I'm so not connected to myself. And uh, it was in that same period that I went to this, this beautiful festival in South Africa. And it was in this lush green environment and, and I was dancing and, and there was movement and embodiment and I was with friends in nature and I was like, I'm feeling so much happier right now in this moment so in time. So much myself. Yes, yeah. exactly. This is so much closer to me and connected to who I am than anything I've ever done before. And from that moment onward, I was like, well, if this could be the standard, why don't I make that my aim to live in connection with that feeling um, where things just make sense to you and it doesn't really matter if it makes sense to anyone else uh, because you're not living their life <laughs> if that makes sense yeah, I can cry Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because that's kind of like part of my story as well so that yeah. was the day I I made the decision it's it's very interesting that when you experience that it's very hard to tell yeah. but you're I mean how I put it is I woke up and I woke up Yeah, you know I was like this is not me and I didn't even have the need it's like If there is anybody out there who, who's experiencing the same thing or who had this similar experience, yeah. it's kind of like you're at a place yeah. where you don't need any explanation to anyone. And I was like, I'm leaving this life. I'm leaving, you know, this guy. I'm leaving this house. I'm leaving this city. I'm leaving this life. And everybody was, oh, yeah. you know, what's going on? And I didn't even feel the need to explain it in depth. But then over the years and This happened like almost 20 years ago. Who I became, who is the real me, I didn't become that, but I am that, you know, who I am right now with, you know, with the whole experience of re-becoming myself, I think now people can relate to why I did that. Yes. You know, yeah. it's like I didn't have the need to explain, but now my life story for the past 20 years, mm -hmm. which is a which is, um, I mean, much more fulfilling and inspiring life story with, uh, with the fact that I have, I had the ability to, you know, help people is, I think, uh, now makes sense to people who didn't get it the first time. Because unless we do find that self, who we are, who we really are, we do not tap into our real mission in life and we don't start helping. We, we, like, that's the only way you can start really making a difference in the world, right? I think, you know, that self is the one, not the hockey player, 
but now who you are is the one who is making the real difference. How do you feel about that? Like, yeah, yeah, no, I completely agree. It's it's that um, I think it's in Gestalt therapy, right, where they're saying like it's not about becoming someone you want to be, but becoming more of who you already are, and and it's really that process. And I think the interesting thing is, and I think that's what you're talking about as well. Is like as soon as you start to operate from that authentic self, people start to respond to you differently because mm -hmm. they see that your train is going, whether they try to stop it or not. Yeah. And there's something about that. And I think yeah, that's also, a very nice way to put it. Your right? train is going. Yeah. Whether you yeah. know and they you can join get on board. Not, yes. They can get yeah. on board or you know. Yeah, yeah. But it's fine because it's it's moving. And um and that's also where Breathwork came in. So that's I guess the second part of the journey. It was like, okay, how can I consistently connect more to that part of myself? Which wasn't easy, right? Because it was a severely underdeveloped part of me um, and the highs became higher but the lows became lower and I had to learn how to navigate the concept of feelings right <laughs> um, and and again like, that's where breathwork came in because I think also you start to see the narratives that you developed around your being um, and these can be very intricate sophisticated narratives and and that's why I partially love the breath as well because the breath just skips that It goes okay. feeling first, connection first, and then maybe you try to make sense of it with the narrative rather than the narrative first and how that mm -hmm. makes you feel. And yeah. I think that's a very interesting process. And that's why I really like breathing and, and the coaching process and helping people to figure that out. Like, how can I connect more to what is in its essence already there? Yeah, I think what you said about the high and the low, like I think what happens is when we... Uh, start connecting deeply with ourselves, with the authentic, authentic self, the reason why the low is lower and the high is higher is that that self is bigger than the self, you know? You are conditioned. Like when I look back 20 years ago, I wasn't a threat to the world or many people, but me being you know, authentic or me being myself because it's it has the unlimited potential and it's such a huge power, you also become the threat. It's kind of like people start feeling a bit shaky and threatened mm -hmm. by your being because if they did not tap into that like authority and authenticity, authenticity, like I, that's the reason why it starts with oath. You know, it's like for me, it's like, like authentic, authentic, authentic and authority, there is a reason why they start alike. Oh, yes. Because it's the same thing. It's like you are in your authority and that brings such a power. If you can do that, it's of course not easy. And Abraham Maslow says the, you know, self, um, like the self-governance, the highest level of, you know, uh, human consciousness. Of yeah. course, it's not easy. Yeah. But once you're moving there, I think the reason why your high is too high and low is too low is because you're becoming this unlimited self from mm. this little self. Like you move out of your shell and that shell was something that kept you small, standard and part of the commune. And it's kind of like a lion who is pretending a sheep. Yeah. And then you get out of your shell and yeah. you're not a sheep anywhere anymore. Yeah. And you're a wolf or a lion. And the rest of the sheep, you know, they're like, 
whoa, you know, what's this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But even in, I don't know if you recognize, even in yourself, you're a bit like sometimes like, oh, what's this? Even you are like in the first process, in the first step, even you're like a bit, not afraid, but it's like, yeah. what's going on yeah. here? what is your own strength you and when time. do you use it and how yeah. do you use it and like I think like when they say like power corrupts I can understand that because yeah. it's also it's it's a hard place to navigate when you step into that uh, to use it for good but also when something bad happens to not use it for the bad because there's the same amount of strength behind yeah, it I think that's why mm. you, you're given more strength you have more strength when you have more wisdom mm. Mm. you know it's kind of like the wiser we get yeah about self-governance, yeah. then we have more strength. It's, yeah, yeah. it's an amazing journey. Hard it's to hard to put into sentences, but... Very, very, yeah, because it <laughs> lives inside, no? It lives in the world of, of feeling and experience. It's interesting what you said about Maslow, actually. I read the um, a while ago that he actually, before he, uh, before he died, in the 10 years before he died, and way after he created his original period, he added an extra layer. I don't know if you ever heard of this. No. He added the layer of self-transcendence. Okay, no, which I haven't heard of it. Absolutely that. fascinating. And it's yeah. it's almost so it's a, a shame that, that this is not in the common knowledge. Because it's the original one stops at, at you, right? Yeah. It starts it stops at the self. Whereas actually he was like, no, because he, he got in contact with uh, and he visited a lot of like tribes and a good friend of him was like um, visiting a lot of tribes and they were all about self-transcendence and he sort of eventually integrated that into his own pyramid that he was like no it doesn't stop at the self the true person uh, when everything's taken care of goes beyond yeah right goes into beyond give time, it a name the universe space. or helping people or feeling whatever it is but it goes beyond you as an individual and i find that fascinating yeah. that he added that layer to it um and now well, you talk about wisdom right i think that's even more wise yeah, um, yeah, to go beyond that, yeah. Yeah, it's like first finding the authentic self, and then yes. you stay there long. If you stay there long yeah. enough, and that's a process for anybody listening, mm-hmm. it's like, and awakening also, like finding mm-hmm. yourself or self-governance, that real self. It's not a process like, okay, I'm now me now. <laughs> now I'm me now. <laughs> done. No, it's like, it develops over time, and you have to get used to it, and it's kind of like. It's kind of like leaving the AM frequency and going, I mean, tapping into an FM frequency. It's kind of like in our being, in our true selves, the frequency, the energy, everything is so different Mm -hmm. than the conditioned me. It's like you need to learn new rules, you know, new ways of coping with the world. And then I think over some time, once you are there and you're like, you know, okay, now I can stay, stay more authentic, more me. And like you move beyond the conditioning day after day mm. and you're more yourself and you take, you know, steps, you know, this is what I love. And then eventually I think, um, yeah, I think the next level starts there. Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah, well, then I think... Because also it's interesting when you're talking about it, even you're using your hands to show that it's yeah. in movement, right? Yeah. There's a flow yeah. to it. And I think yeah. it needs to be constantly updated. And that's why it's not a place, I think, where you can just be and stay. Like it's it's not static. Like change mm-hmm. is the standard. And that goes for you as much as the world around you, I think. And to constantly update yourself on where am I at? Where am I at? And how do I navigate this? And when a new curveball comes in, that, that your essence starts to move and you need to, again, 
figure out how you adapt to that. And this is why I think like um, you can't always be focused on helping others. Uh, and you also need to check in constantly with yourself. Because I think if you're too much focused on just helping others, you can also lose touch with yourself and hide in the, no, no, I'm helping someone else to not have to yeah. deal with your own reality. Yeah. Um, so I yeah, think it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a balance. Yeah, I agree. Mm. And <laughs> we will be soon, hopefully, <laughs> launching our <laughs> Breath Up cards yes. created by you. Yes. So how did the idea, What did, where did the idea come from and how... Yeah. Did you evolve in that? Because these are like really beautiful 31-day exercise. 31-day, I say, because I exactly. think it's a 31-day exercise <laughs> to help people relax, supercharge, improve your their breathing. Yes. And they are also with different colors. Yes. And the thing I like about these are we have the gray, education. We have the blue, activate. We have the green, relax. And also awareness for yellow. I want to hear about this whole deck. Yeah, absolutely. Why it's 31 days? Yes. Why four colors? Yes. And why the education, activation, and relaxation, and yeah. awareness? I mean, I get why. <laughs> you know, like with breath, you need the awareness, the education, the yeah. activation, the yeah. relaxation. Yes. It's like the whole story. Yes. But maybe you can explain more to our listeners. Mm. Yeah, so this whole breathing card deck, um, I, if you think about it, like don't eat for three weeks and you die, don't drink for three days and you die, don't breathe for three minutes and you die. And yet we're never told how to breathe. And now that I've learned a little bit more about breathing, I'm like, how is this not day one lessons that are we being taught in school? Like, how should we breathe? Right. And not that there's one way one should breathe, but just at least an understanding of how breathing works. Awareness. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Awareness and education. Yeah. So and and as I embarked on, on my breath journey, it wasn't necessarily the easiest to navigate. Like I had to read entire books. I had to listen to to podcasts, to videos, et cetera, et cetera. But there's a part of me that felt like it maybe wasn't as accessible as I'd like it to be. And it's changing. Right. It, it's the the. the the movement is starting to come, right? Breath Off is a perfect example of that, like making it accessible to people. Um, and I also know that when, when you introduce something to something new to someone, it's, it's incredibly important to start with small steps, right? Because there might be skepticism, there might be fear, whatever it is. So how do you create something that's extremely accessible, that, um, that someone who's interested in the breath can give to someone else? Mm. Right. And, and that's where it starts. So I, th I think I see this almost as a gift. Someone yeah, giving, creating, breathing, creating codes. exactly, giving yeah. breath to someone else. And I think that's incredibly rewarding. So what I did, I created 31 very simple exercises. They're, they're simple, they're accessible. And um, yeah, whether that is to relax, uh, because, you know, it's quite stressful times. <laughs> we can need a little bit of relaxation. <laughs> uh, whether that's to, to, to charge, to activate to yourself, activate. maybe in the morning when you need a bit of energy or when you have an important meeting, whatever it is. Uh, and also to simply experience the power of the breath. Like what happens when we breathe? Yeah, People are always surprised by that. First time breathers, right? I mean, yeah. you know this. And the awareness. I think breath awareness is incredibly important because it's a bit like with yoga, right? You can go to a gym once a week and you'll, you'll probably feel a little bit more flexible. But if you stretch five minutes a day, Every day, your flexibility will go beyond very quickly. So that's why I think breath awareness is so important to make how you are breathing part of your day-to-day -day awareness. 
Uh, so that's why I created the three. But then I felt like, well, there's something missing because if I'm just doing exercises, but I don't understand a couple of fundamentals about breathing, then why am I doing this? Yeah, so that's why I created the additional educational cards. Yeah. Just that couple of, there's eight cards, very simple, a little bit about the nervous system, a little bit about how the breath actually operates in the body, some fun facts that you can tell your friends yeah, about when you get excited. great that we have created people we in our team. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. love it. This is just brilliant. Thank and you. one thing on the awareness. Um, I mean, for, for anybody listening, like why? Because like relaxation and activation, I think these are like common because wherever I talk about breath work, wherever, whenever I teach breath work, people who are new to breath work, they kind of like see it as a relaxation tool. You know, let's yeah. breathe, let's, let's relax. That's yeah. obvious. And the second, of course, it's obvious, activates, you know, more oxygen in the body, more energy, more health, you know, regenerate your cells and all that to, you know, done already. And again, education, people are kind of like, okay, why do we need it? You know, and it's like to explain why respiration and breathing are not the same thing. I think mm -hmm. among all of these, breath awareness is so much important and it only comes with daily practice. And the reason is when we build breath awareness, when we are aware of our breath, you can realize, literally sense your breath change even before anxiety, panic, sleeping problems happen. Yes. And I think that's the real gift. I think that's like, that's the gift which can only occur with daily breath work, like daily, like you said, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And with that, when we get conscious of our breathing, it's like that happened years ago. It's like, you know, the moment my breath starts speeding up, mm -hmm. I, I can sense that. Yes. And when you can, then you don't have anxiety or panic issues. You don't get, you don't ever, I mean, that's what I'm experiencing right now. You don't mm -hmm. ever get in panic yeah. because you're so conscious, you, you start realizing that before it happens and we need to understand that the we the we the way we breathe affects the way we think the way we feel so it's like everything that's upside down in our emotional state will be related to our breathing i think that's kind of like the discovery the biggest discovery of the last 20 30 years or maybe it was discovered before but it's kind of like you know how the breathwork wave goes in the world you know they discover you know the shamanic tradition sufis and then they forget and then rediscover you yeah. re when you look at it when you look at the whole um history behind breathwork how it's been used for centuries yeah People discover it, start, everybody starts using it, they use it for healing modalities, and this and that, and then they forget it. Yeah. And then they discover it again. Yeah. Now we're in the rediscovery, mm. and we, are, we didn't reach the top of it yet, mm. but we will eventually. And uh, yeah, I think it's very important to understand that our breath affects how we feel, and any upside-down emotion is very much related to your breath. If we have the breath awareness, if you had the breath awareness, you would have realized before whatever happened, like anger, stress, anxiety, it's like you literally feel it coming. Mm. You know, if yeah. you're aware of your breath, it's like anger, anxiety, panic, depression, you feel it coming, you feel it building up. And that breath awareness helps us to realize that before it happens so that we can whoops, you know, something started changing. Let's just take a moment and 
you know? Yeah. Change our breath, and now we're stable again. Okay, yes. you know? And that's connection. Yeah. For me, that's connection. Being yeah. aware, being connected to how you feel, how you breathe, what's going on. And exactly that, like there's one exercise in there actually, which Real is... Real awareness. Um, yeah. Real yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, there's one exercise where we where I ask people to write down, I know, let's say two, three or four emotions and to breathe because every emotion has a breath. But are you aware of that? So like to simply write down emotion, see how you would breathe with that emotion mm-hmm. and then switch to breathing and see if the emotion change, right? Just to become more aware. And I think the second thing, because that would follow after this card deck, I guess, like this is just designed to to as a, as a sort of gateway into the world of breathing. But after that, also with the awareness, I think when you become more aware of how you're breathing, you're also connected to that feeling, you're going to become more aware of the blockages. And I think that's where the transformational breathwork comes in. Mm. That's where the the conscious connected breathing that you work with as well, the rebirthing or whatever you want to call it, right? That's where that process begins, the more healing therapeutic one. So that's technically the module that I think is missing in this car tech, but that's by design, right? Because you can't do a transformational healing practice on a car tech. So this is the gateway. Yeah, like kind of, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. And yeah, and yeah, awareness, I think, is kind of like the pillar Absolutely. Of it all. Yeah. And being aware leads us to all kinds of amazing experiences. Yeah, magic. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we feel, I mean, I feel lucky to having, you know, discovered such a tool. Yes. You know, s- such a magic. Okay, two last questions. Yes. One is, what was the most amazing experience you experienced yourself or with the people you facilitate during the breathwork sessions? What was the most crazy, amazing experience? Two moments come to mind. One is from a facilitation practice. It was the first time I did a big group. It was 22 people. I was on my own uh, facilitating this in this beautiful retreat center in Portugal with people who had already been connecting for three days and they already knew each other from online. We got them together, took them to a retreat center in Portugal where they facilitated all kinds of things for each other and I did a breathwork session. I had almost finished my training and I started my session and as the session went on and on, you get into this flow, right? I mean, you know the feeling and, and, and it was just incredible because there was a moment where I was standing in the middle of the room and I, everyone had their eyes closed, so they didn't see me. I guess that was a good thing. And, <laughs> and the, the songs were, the song was building up to the peak and I was just standing in the middle of the room and I spread my arms out and it was just like my whole body in a good way was on fire. Like, and it was funny going back to that moment on the hockey pitch where there was ultimate disconnection. At that moment in time in that room, there couldn't have been more connection in me. And that feeling was just incredible. And it just made me realize like, wow, I'm so much closer to what I should be doing right now than any other moment. And the second moment that uh, comes to mind when you ask that question was actually when I was a participant. Um, I don't know if you've read uh, Waking the Tiger, Peter Levine. No. It's about trauma. And he describes a scene there where he's talking to this, this, this boy and he's traumatized. And he talks about um, how we sometimes need to go through the fight or flight response, mm-hmm. even after the fact, to process whatever happened. To learn. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And he's talking about this boy and he's lying on the ground and he's running with his feet. And when I read it, I was like, yeah, sure, but did this actually happen this way? Well, it did. I can promise you that because... 
two months later, it happened to me. I was in a breathwork session at the end of a very intense, beautiful breath camp, three breathing sessions a day for like a week. And this was right at the end of it. And I was lying down and I suddenly went back to a memory of when I was robbed actually in London. And as I was lying there, my legs started going. I started, whilst I was lying on the floor, my legs started running. And I was like, what is this? And then the left side of my body started to hurt, which is the angle where I think the people who robbed me came from. And I was like, wow, there's so much knowledge in the body yeah, that still needs to be processed, right? Yeah. And and it was an incredible moment, very intense, obviously, very intense. this is kind of like a recording machine. Completely, so. completely, right? Whatever doesn't get processed gets stuck. And And that was such a moment where I was like, wow, this is real. Like, it doesn't get more real than this. And there were beautiful people who were supporting me and it was all good. But it was one of those moments where you realize what a powerful practice this can be and also how well-supported it needs to be um, to, to go about it in the right way. But those two moments for me were definitely the, the height of my, um, of my breathwork yeah. career so far. So Amazing. there's only more nice. to come, I think. Yeah, very nice speaking to you. I think we got deep thanks to you. <laughs> and the last question. Yes. What would you like to see? What would you like humans to get and understand before you die? Before I die? Wow. What would you like to see happening? The first thing that comes to mind is I once watched a talk. I think it was the former president of, of a country. And he said... Um, he was talking about democracy, but I guess his sentence was so beautiful. He said, it's not about the right to be equal, but the equal right to be different. And I think a lot of times in our societies, we, we say like, oh, you have the, the right to be equal. If you just do what everyone else is doing, then yeah, you're one of us and it's going to be great. Whereas actually, it's more a celebration of diversity. I think that's where it is. And that's not just what you look like, but it's also who you are in, in your essence. And I think if we can start to celebrate that in each other and i think that's the key to celebrate it not just in ourselves but also in each other then i think a lot of issues would <laughs> slowly yeah, thank you dissolve. for being so different than me you know yes thank you for thinking so different wow yes you no know, you're yes. so different yeah yes. i love it i think that would Couldn't be agree amazing more <laughs> yeah thank amazing you. i love it i love all these intentions and <laughs> missions and, yeah thank you so much I hope and I know our listeners or people who watch us from YouTube enjoyed our conversation as much as I did. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you too. Thank you all for listening and I'll meet you in the next episode.